That was a medley of meat, beef, lamb and pork, with some cute gerbils at the end. All of those animals make very tasty and nutritious meals, except the gerbils. Human beings love meat. The average person eats 75 pounds of meat each year, according to the OECD. In the United States, where they love meat a lot, that mythical average person will consume almost 10 ounces per day. That's just over 283 grams if you speak metric. We domesticated cattle over 10,000 years ago. We put them to work, and we've eaten them ever since. In 2014, there were 1 billion cattle chewing the cud. By 2019, that had dropped a little to 989 million, according to Statista. That's not much of a change, especially when you factor in a fast-growing interest in veganism. The number of vegans in the world right now is estimated to be 3% of the global population. In the UK, there are 600,000 or so. That's double the number in 2006. And the market for vegan foods has grown accordingly. Estimates vary, but it's probably worth around a billion pounds. So it's big business. It's a rich market niche, if you can get a meat-free bite of it. And that's what a young, incredibly young, South Mims entrepreneur is attempting to do right now. Only, there's something fishy going on, and it's nothing to do with fish. First, I'll let this startup wunderkind tell you about her project in her own words. Here's a clip from her statement when she hit the headlines after attracting hundreds of millions of dollars in venture capital funding for her startup, Totally Meat. Hello, my name is Kylie Sixsmith. That's Six and Smith, uh, capital S twice. That's important. Why? Because I'm unique. And you're unique. We're all brilliantly ourselves. And it's my ambition to make sure that you're always healthy and wealthy and wise. How? By turning you off death and affirming life, I believe that the human race has evolved to become a better species, more intelligent, more dynamic, and better able to take care of our planet. And the biggest step we can make to protect our future is to eat far less meat. That's why I've worked hard in the lab with my scientists, led by my father, Ludovic Sixsmith, to develop a revolutionary alternative to meat. It looks like meat, it smells like meat, it tastes like meat. It was never murdered. It's totally guilt-free meat. It will change the world. Kylie, not surprisingly, got a lot of attention from the world's media. She is a photogenic, charismatic young businesswoman who has a great business idea based on a secret formula developed in her garage at home with her dad. Who couldn't resist a story like that? And it gets better. Kylie has a twin sister, Millie. And Millie doesn't get on with her sibling. Big time. Two days after Kylie's media blitz, Millie put out a simple but devastating tweet. I'll let her read it out. My sister is a fraudulent vegan. OK, now, you'll notice that Millie sounds a lot like Kylie, and that's because they're identical twins. But I think you can sense there's an essential difference. Millie sounds honest. Kylie doesn't. Right, so let's get into the story. And I want to do that by letting Millie take the lead. That's because she plays an important part in what follows. She's on the line now. And Millie, are you there? Uh, yeah, I'm here. Oh, where are you? I can't tell you that. Why can't you tell me, Millie? I don't want anyone to know where I am. I've had death threats. From vegans? No, um, from, well, let's call them shadowy figures in the processed meat industry. You mean sausage makers? Amongst others. They're a powerful lobby. Their industry is worth billions. They won't forgive me for taking my sister down. Why is that? 
Because she was a front for the meat industry. This whole vegan meat thing was a scam from beginning to end. She said she had finally cracked the science in producing meat that wasn't meat from murdered animals, and it was all a lie. A horrible lie. Okay, but you've also been attacked for your views on the real vegan meat. I mean, the legitimate makers of things like fake bacon and burgers made from plants, and even steaks that bleed a mixture of pomegranate and beetroot juice to give people the feeling that they're eating real meat. Yeah, they've attacked me, but that's like, you know, legitimate debate. You see, I just think that putting all these resources and all this money into trying to develop a product that smells and tastes and looks like meat is a waste of time. Just don't eat meat. It's really that simple. For me, it's like all of those programmes about tidying up your house and organising your stuff. If, if the problem is that you have too much stuff for the available space, then stop buying any more stuff. But consumerism wants you to buy more stuff so you can throw it out and buy more stuff while at the same time paying for people to do the organising or tidying for you, which gives you more time to uh, buy even more stuff. It makes my head hurt. Well, I see what you mean. Sorry, at the moment I'm starting a campaign for us all to be untidier. It turns out clutter is more creative than order, but that's that's another subject. Well, it's a fascinating subject, one that we've actually done a podcast about. It's called Do You Really Need to Have a Tidy Home or Is That Just Boring? I know, uh, it's a great podcast. Well, thank you. OK, well, let's stick to meat. So people become vegans because they don't like the idea of animals being killed for food. They accept it's going to keep happening. I mean, the world isn't going to change that quickly anytime soon. But they stop eating meat because they have ethical objections to the meat industry. They understand that beef especially is bad for the planet. It's a huge source of greenhouse gases. And it's also bad for people, for their health. So why not let them buy fake meat? They can buy it if they want to. But why not just eat plants, vegetables and fruit and grains and... I mean... If you don't want to go fully vegan, then you can be a vegetarian and eat dairy products too. It depends on how far you want to go. But when you object to something so much that you're willing to change your lifestyle, why would you then pretend to not have changed your lifestyle and eat something that seems so close to the thing that you hate? Just because it's not the thing you hate, I mean meat. Sorry, I get a bit convoluted sometimes. No, no, I I know what you mean, Millie. You're you're saying that fake meat is pointless if you don't believe animals should be reared and killed for food. That's exactly what I mean. It's a bit like switching from smoking cigarettes to vaping. You're still addicted to the drug nicotine and and it's still bad for you. It, It doesn't make any sense to me. If you just want to quit, then just quit. And it's totally processed. We're supposed to be getting away from highly processed foods. Vegan foods are amazingly processed. You're right. But fake meat or faux meat or plant-based meat, whatever you want to call it, is fast becoming big business. And that's why your sister was able to attract a large amount of cash from venture capitalists. Yeah, I don't quite know how it all happened. I mean, I was doing my A-levels and Kylie and my dad were in the garage playing with chemicals and stuff. And suddenly Kylie becomes the poster girl for fake meat. And it was like... In a heartbeat, one day she was just my sister, and the next day she's on the cover of business magazines and being interviewed on TV. Did you know she was a fraud from the start? Right from the start. She was the new Elizabeth Holmes. OK, well, you're going to have to explain who Elizabeth Holmes is to our listeners. Um, OK, so she was this young woman whose dream it was, back in the early 2000s, to be the female Steve Jobs. She worshipped Steve Jobs. She dressed like the founder of Apple and she tried to even speak like him at presentations. She made headlines because she was able to raise hundreds of millions of dollars in Silicon Valley for what she called a revolutionary way to do blood tests. She said that she and her scientists had invented a machine that could process blood tests like in seconds or at least minutes and it would revolutionise healthcare. 
Right, and her company was called Theranos. Yeah, it was. But it turned out to be a total fraud. But, like, she fooled most of the world, even the medical experts, for a while at least. Strangely enough, one interviewer asked your sister Kylie about that comparison, and her dad, your dad, Ludovic Sixsmith, then told the reporter and the viewers of Breakfast TV this. That's out of order. That's bloody ridiculous. How dare you make that comparison? My daughter and I have worked very hard to build this business and to deliver a product that people all over the world want and need. And you, you jumped out the old pit squeak of a hack, dare to question her integrity, my integrity. You do that again and you're dead meat, my friend. What my father means is... Not literally dead meat, naturally. I'm just angry. Though maybe I will make an effigy of you out of our totally unique meat and put you, it, on a spit over a nice hot barbecue. Dad... Dad, uh, sorry, he, he didn't mean to say that. That was an amazing exchange. It got headlines, but it didn't seem to hurt your sister's image. No, that happened when I tweeted that she was a fraud. I would have thought your father's metaphor... I think it's an analogy. It, well, it, it might be a simile. No matter, his allusion to cannibalism was very strange, wasn't it? I mean, some people argue that eating meat is like cannibalism. Well, it's a bit extreme, though, isn't it? It is. Well, I think so. But if you created a fake meat that tasted like humans, would you eat it? I mean, it's not a pan-fried human, but it tastes like one. Well, that's disgusting, but I do get your point. This is a subject that gets you tangled up philosophically. It does, indeed. OK, so your tweet comes out and suddenly you're in the limelight. Yeah, but by the time I posted the tweet, I had proof that this totally meat thing was an elaborate scam. So... There was no science behind the product? No, 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 there was science, just just not the science they claimed it to be. You'd better explain. So one night, uh, just after they'd been given their funding, and they, my dad and Kylie had signed up to move into this huge disused medical facility near Hartford, I, um, I couldn't sleep. The smell of what they were doing in the garage was really bad that night, and I was fed up with the whole enterprise. But then I heard something. And you recorded it, didn't you? I did. Let's play that recording. That sounds to me like a cage full of gerbils. That's what I thought. And I was horrified that they were doing terrible things to those desperately cute little animals. Well, they are desperately cute, though a tad smelly. Well, they can be if you don't clean the cages, but there, there was no gerbil scent at all. Just this weird, like, gerbil sound. OK, well, and then what happened? I tried to get into the garage, but Dad opened it and he was acting really suspiciously. And you caught that encounter on tape too, didn't you? Well, yeah. Well, not not exactly on tape, but... Well, well, digitally, yes, yes. Well, forgive me for my boomerish references. Here's the tape. I mean, the recording. Go back to bed, Millie. Kylie isn't here. She's not back yet. Just just go back to bed. Don't don't worry about the smell or the noise. It's just loose tubes on one of those cylinders. It, 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 sounds, it sounds a lot like uh, bats. It's, it's funny how it sounds like bats. I mean, gerbils. It's not gerbils. But, but don't, go to sleep. Go to sleep. I went back to my room, but I couldn't sleep. I, I just knew something was wrong. They were putting gerbil meat into their recipe to make it taste even more meaty. No, gerbil doesn't taste meaty. Not Not like red meat. It's more... It's more like rabbit. Well, how do you know? I've, I've been told. Well, I suppose it's logical. But when your sister returned, did you confront her? No, I decided not to. I bided my time. 
they moved out of the garage into this new facility and they spent a ton of money hiring people and doing marketing. And they started advertising totally meat as meat without the murder. And their ad agency said it was edgy to put the word murder in there. And it definitely got traction in the media. And they started producing the fake meat in bulk. They did. But they also started to bring in what looked like gerbil food. Great big sacks of it. So they were murdering gerbils. No, this, this is where it gets weird. Oh, go on. You see... It turns out my dad was a better scientist than even he knew. What did he do? Here he is talking to investors on a call a month after they moved into the new facility. Oh, life is chemical, right? All food is, in the end, chemical. I mean, even water is chemical, you know, H2O, it's a chemical. So meat is a chemical. It's just we don't want it to walk around and have a brain or feelings, yeah? So, OK, so that's the plan. You make something that is meat but was never alive. It's the alive part you have to avoid, because if it's alive, you have to kill it. The chemical becomes inert. The point is to make totally meat, totally authentic, but without the killing part. You know, I'm sorry, he didn't... I don't think he made any sense. I don't even know if what he said was accurate. What he said is debatable, but the clue is in the part where he said, you make it like meat that's never been alive. Sure, I mean, that's the whole point. But it turns out that's impossible. So he failed. He did, but that's not the scandal. Well, how did you find out what the scandal was? I broke into the Totally Meat headquarters. You broke in? With my friend Reese. She's a militant vegan. Part of the vegan underground? Yeah, she's good at breaking into places. Well, I know, and she's been arrested multiple times. <laughs> she's amazing. Well, what did you find? Listen to this. <coughs> There were gerbils after all. Oh, no, no, they weren't gerbils. They were these they were these strange fleshy blobs which didn't really move around, but they, they wobbled like, like they were trembling. And there were thousands of them in these big, like, incubators, and they were all making that sound. They were furless gerbils, then. Perhaps a species we don't know about. <laughs> what, the, the famous naked gerbil of Hertfordshire? Oh, does that exist? No, no, I was joking. This creature was a totally new animal, an animal made in a test tube, but an animal nevertheless. You're joking. I'm not joking. Now, listen to my sister talking about Totally Meat on a cookery show. The taste and the texture are perfect. You get the sense that this is meat, but it's not meat. And we haven't had to add iron-rich heme a naturally occurring essential molecule that contains iron. It's found in high concentrations in the blood of animals, including humans. You also find it in plants, but not as much. Some faux meat add that to fool your body into believing that you're eating meat. They get the heme from the roots of soy plants, mostly. But we didn't want to do that. This is totally new and... <laughs> I'm sorry, Tarquin, it's totally secret. Unless you buy the patent from me. <laughs> But you're revealing that the meat was, in fact, totally alive at some point. And totally murdered before it was shipped to the supermarket, yeah. Totally meat is totally murder. But of what? Of an entirely new kind of man-made animal, the deer bill. The what? That was Reese's idea, to call it the deer bill. It's a totally cute name for this little smooth blob of love. And, well, <laughs> cuteness. <laughs> and your sister is murdering them to make fake meat. She is. But she created them. Well, that doesn't give you the right to kill it once it's alive. Uh, well, that's another deep philosophical question. I mean, didn't 
Victor Frankenstein want to kill his creation? But he didn't. The creature escapes into the frozen wastes. Oh, he does. Read the book. Yes, yes, I should. Um, do you have a deer, Bill? I have eight. <laughs> Listen. Cute. So you, you rescued them? I did, but there are many more. We need to expose my sister's terrible scam right now. So she is a fraud, like the Theranos woman. Totally fraudulent. But the meat tastes good. <laughs> what did you say? No, I mean, no, no, I, I didn't taste... I did, well, I did taste it once, and it was... Well, it tasted like, um, well, it tasted like meat. If I'd known it was a cute little deer bill, I wouldn't have agreed to that burger. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not your fault. You didn't know. Oh, well, so, so now the truth is out. What do you want to achieve? I want the authorities to close down Totally Meat, and for the deer bills that are still alive to be taken to my new deer bill sanctuary here in South Mims, and my dad's formula for creating life to be destroyed. But might it not be useful for something else? <laughs> we don't need Frankenstein foods like that. I know he's my dad, but there are principles more important than... Than being loyal to your dad and your twin sister. Well, it has nothing to do with loyalty. But if the public keeps buying Totally Meat, even after this podcast has exposed the truth, what then? Then we'll start a campaign to save the deer bill. OK, well, I wish you luck. And it's been fascinating, Millie Sixsmith, and I hope you succeed. And, dear listeners, the next time you're tempted by real meat, make sure it's ethically reared. And if you want to try faux vegan meat, ensure it is not a cute little deer bill. Please check out all the other subjects we've covered where you found this podcast, and please eat in good health. Eat, eat.